So my crack theory that just thought of a second, mainly because I like I really like March, right? So say it's March, and I, I don't want to dislike March. What if March? Okay, he has done all these terrible things. He feels so bad and guilty about killing Rachel and 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 Alexander. And he feels bad about all he, that he's done, but he can't stop the train. It's just a wreck, and he can't step down because terrible things will happen. So what if he is? secretly glad that Lauren and Kieran are working together to take down the Phantom Scythe and he wants that to happen so that they can push the button and he can be like oh I didn't do it whoops it's out of my control and he wants them to take down the Phantom Scythe <laughs> that is interesting Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 154 of Purple Hyacinth Deceiving Directions and we're here with Meg and Wasi. Hey. And I just realized we all have M names. Did I say that last time? <laughs> <laughs> last time, yeah. The end number three. Wow. Yes, love it. My memory just went. All right. Well, this episode is gonna be well, very heavy <laughs> detail speculation questioning curiosity confusing episode so let's see if we can make heads or tails yes let's see what our detective minds can come up with (laughs) not much brain broken (laughs) points for the most outlandish theory ever (laughs) all right here we go so we start out with a vision of a map and it says plan on top (laughs) (laughs) You know, plan, and I don't know what else it says, positive or something. Probably just not meant to say positive, but that's what I read it as. <laughs> and and then we have voices, and one says, how could this happen when we were so darn close? There's not a chance in hell for us to break back into the devils. The army is everywhere now, and it's a bunch of different people talking. How can we fight this war empty-handed? Slam. So right away, did you guess right away that we're in a meeting of apostles? Yeah, I think it was, for me, it was pretty clear right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, the the moment they said that, you know, the army is everywhere, this is where we can get back in. I was like, okay, I mean, the the APD is not going to be like, oh, no, we can't get into the the devils because the army is there. (laughs) Right. Yep. So there they go. Then we have um, Apostle 5. Tonight's delivery is our last chance. Okay, so we know they're getting a delivery tonight. We change the time and location again. Okay, detail. (laughs) Try to keep track of the details. Yes. And we have um, Seven, the new guy in charge of the operation, is much more competent than the previous directors. And we see Seven. I'm trying to remember, is it like a uh, the previous directors were are dead by now, right? And was Seven, yeah. are they taking fun of Seven because he had his own, like, stash? Um, I think so, because, yeah, because Seven was the one in charge of the whole, like, factory arc. That was, like, his subordinates running that whole operation it was yeah the whole separate thing and so if like the, you know, the early missions of loon taking down i can't remember their names but the various phantom side operatives they took down were all people sort of like under seven's command so yeah i, th- I think they're mocking redcliffe for <laughs> not being competent at his job <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that even in the phantom side there is you know the 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 um 
committee meeting, the meeting uh, politics, the snide remarks, the everybody looking like, oh, we don't need to talk power. Right, human nature is the same everywhere. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> and now we have five. We see them all around the table with a big map and, you know, the leaders there. They're all gesticulating and arguing. Five says the decoy has been sent as well. They have no way of knowing the actual location. Okay, so there's a decoy. They're confident that no one can know the location. They switched it the last time. Fine. And then um, six says, even if the delivery goes well, how can we bring this talk here without attracting attention? And five says, smuggling them in will not be difficult once they're on land. I'll personally take care of it. Which I don't know if we're supposed to read something into that about tunnels or his occupation or his or her occupation. Right. Or if it's just whatever. Yeah, honestly, there's, it's, it was, yeah, hard, hard to figure out. I feel like it's, the the line between trying to pick up on clues and purple hyacinths and like overanalyzing everything <laughs> and coming up with outlandish theories is a very, very thin line. <laughs> Like, yes. do you know anyone who was like in charge of trains or something? <laughs> like, Gosh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the train people, I think, died about ten, you know, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> the new head of trains in our hollis. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think we met them, so whatever. <laughs> and then three, the one with the crazy eerie grin on his face or mask, says, "Oh yeah, like how you took care of the devil's dead." <laughs> Rude. in this room yeah it's uh, I'm uh, shocked. the phantom size is, is struggling their apostles just are not getting along <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i'm so surprised that these people have bad manners i know <laughs> who, who would have guessed that murderers and terrorists <laughs> would i don't know have poor table manners <laughs> <laughs> and then the fifth says just ask the seventh He's made everything blow up more than once. We should have gotten rid of you months ago. And three is like, never too late for that. <laughs> I love that. three. Like, honestly, yeah. I know since the time we've had these meetings, three has just been snarky all the way. I'm like, I kind of <laughs> like you. Yeah, I feel like the snarkiness and also since three is the only one to actually have like the smile on the mask, I feel like it just, it lends a certain characteristic. I'm just like, three seems unhinged, but I like that. I yes. like the sort of unhinged snarky sadistic vibes i'm like you know what it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> yeah i like them it's also easier to remember because the other ones are very difficult to remember, keep track of especially like let's say if we know you know a if we have a character with that we think is them then fine but like other the other ones just blend in together <laughs> oh yeah like nine well, twelve five who knows <laughs> well if Aww. lauren's parents were one, one and two, two Three is then the oldest apostle out there. So this man has seen some, he's seen some crap. He's seen, he's yeah. seen it all. Well, done yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One, one or the other, both. <laughs> yes. And Seven, they're looking at Seven and they said, tell him, you've been awfully quiet this entire meeting. What lies are you plotting now? Wow, they trust <laughs> him as far as they can throw him. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And um, four says, shut it, you two. We can't afford to bicker among ourselves now. The tension in the city is raging. Two months ago, the people would have been relieved by the arrests yesterday night. But instead, the South Shore is now angrier than ever. So this is a little bit contradicting what I thought we got the impression of last episode was that the people were happy that they were there were the arrests. But then again, it could be that, you know, the area that Lauren was walking in, they were happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but... Uh... I think maybe 148. Uh, 
uh, when there's the meeting between like the king and the queen and Stefan and Dokken and Dokken is saying how you know the king and the queen want to just like arrest Redcliffe right then and there and he's saying yeah. how it actually be a bad move because there's still so much public support for him and so I sort of interpreted this as sort of that same theme you know the as as the royals keep being really terrible leaders there's support for the phantom side is growing especially among the poor and so since the south side is like the the poorest area they're unhappy with their arrest because they just see it as more you know royal corruption whereas the higher ups probably like yay phantom side's going down <laughs> yeah i i don't remember and someone correct me if i'm wrong because apparently my memory is like really bad um <laughs> for apostle four wasn't because remember we had a flashback way way back when uh kieran um cutting off his his, his brand and mm -hmm. there wasn't a possible watching it and like we saw the eyes go wide behind the mask right. that was four wasn't it yeah yeah. Was. Mm -hmm. yeah and i was just like he's kind of got like a peacekeeping is there i'm just trying to glean personalities from it he seems mm -hmm. kind of like mm -hmm. peacekeeping and then he also seems the most sympathetic based on his dialogue and how we've seen him so far you know in the past I don't know. I think because it wasn't for, for the spy mess, the spy. No, oh, he's also for for is the one who's sort of like mostly in charge of of Kieran. Has often been the most sadistic, and he's the one who like beat Kieran to a pulp right before the factory arc because Kieran kind of failed his mission. To is that kill is that Lynn. all direct from from Apostle Four though? I think I so. Was I'm pretty sure. I I think I think the orders. I think Kieran said that like his apostle, which is Four, decided to like teach him a lesson um i know people have theorized since then also in the flashback um when you see kieran cutting off the thing the apostle four's eyes are blue um yeah. which looks similar to stefan and then since stefan is also like a spy master sort of like for the royals and then the fact that apostle four is yeah. sort of like the spy master so i i'm fully on board the i think stefan is apostle four train mm -hmm. okay yeah, and I well, think like, Meg, the one being sympathetic, I'm pretty sure, was the leader, not not us four. Yeah, yeah. Four was like, well, he's ruined anyway, so let me, you know, use him as my spy. Right, <laughs> you know, like, right. Train him. Yeah, and the leader was the one who's like, oh, he's he's fine with like murder and terrorism. He draws the line at child slavery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have my cat climbing on the on the camera. Get off! Get off! So, um. Now nine says, my men are spreading the rumor that the arrests aren't legitimate. The word that it was just another attempt of the court to scare the masses spread like wildfire. They've marched into the castle with sticks and torches at this point, and that is four. We just need to play our cards right. Which also, you know, the fact that four said that is like, you know, is Stefan, you know, well suited to, to know the public sentiment because of his role. So mm. you know that. And um, meanwhile, we see the leader, I think it's the leader clicking, you know, his pen or fiddling with his pen while everyone's talking around him. Um, someone says, funny of you to act as a higher man when you've barely got a hold on your department. The Viper is behind bars and the Purple Hyacinth suddenly decided to freestyle his mission. <gasps> uh -oh. Yeah, <laughs> No, I mean, this moment was bound to happen. And honestly, this chapter yeah. was very meaty in terms of like plot substance, like things mm -hmm. that have to happen in order for the story to be meaningful and to make sense but it's also scary <laughs> oh for sure no i mean i think the, the moment kieran faked nera's murder i mean even with the meeting with lauren he himself sort of he's he's clearly scared because he knows that sooner or later 
he, he can't get away with this forever. And it's, yeah, it's a question of when is it all going to shake out? And it seems like the answer is now. <laughs> Am I the only person who went, saw, because they focused on the pen a lot this chapter, the pen just kept reappearing. To have hmm. the urge, I'm like, I have like a 14 hour car ride coming up like tomorrow. So maybe I should just scroll through and try to find that pen in like any panel. And oh, maybe, yeah. like, maybe it's an Easter egg. Maybe that is a clue. And I need to go find it, where that pen has appeared. It could be. Yeah. No, the pen, the pen has, has showed up when we've seen a leader before. I feel like, yeah, it's like the pen and like the, the gold chains on the coat. Like every time I see them, I'm like, have we seen these things anywhere else? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, it, it does feel like it might be an Easter egg, but then it's like... Or they it... all go to the same office depot, so it could yeah. be that. That's true. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, I do feel like it might be a clue for us actually in the future, like when we're in it with the character and suddenly like the coup d'etat, we see, you know, literally, yeah. <laughs> we see the pen. Yeah. And, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this could just be, this is kind of my take on the reveals that have happened so far in Purple Hyacinth. It seems to be more of a soft reveal. Like, there's not a big moment where, like, the curtain is drawn back and, like, oh, it's more <laughs> like, um, it's, you drop hints, and then there's a point where they stop pretending like we don't know and just tell the story as if we already know. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw that in this chapter a good bit where they were treating us like we knew something to the point where like, oh, well, it was obvious you should know that. That's how I felt anyone reading it. <laughs> okay. But there was no big reveal. That's that's how right. I feel. That's how they maybe do it. But we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. you're right because we, we had that with Dylan and Raphael. So mm. uh, that's very yeah. true. But there was no big of, oh my goodness, it's Will's brother is the messenger. It just kind of was like, well, you should know by now. So we're just going <laughs> to act like you do. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, like steadily building up clues and hints until it gets to a point where they're just like, okay, surely you've picked up on, on these these obvious oh, yeah. clues by now. <laughs> and they just go ahead from there without the big moment. It's like, ooh, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Big reveals have their moment, but I think Purple Hyacinth does subtle reveals much better. Hmm. I yeah, agree. I really, fun. I really, yeah, no, I, I agree that, yeah, big reveals can be great, but I really like that it's, it's there, that this isn't sort of going for a shock factor with the big reveals, mm -hmm. and so it's rather, you know, laying in all of the, the little crumbs and sort of, if, if you're paying attention, you can sort of put it together, and of course, eventually it gets to a point where it becomes pretty obvious, but that they set things up far in advance and so if, if you if you know where to look and if you can figure it out there's often clues way back which i often don't realize until i'm reading mm -hmm. yeah so five says he's disrespected our orders one too many times he knows too much we have to get rid of him <laughs> see that makes me laugh though because Bye -bye. kieran really did start this knowing nothing they're like he knows too much <laughs> Well, I guess he gives off a very knowledgeable impression. Yeah. I mean, he, knows, all the he knows about their crimes. He knows what they've done, but he doesn't know who they are as far as locations and everything. Right, the man right. is in the dark. Or identity. Yeah, that's Fine. That's true. I mean, even <laughs> when they first kidnapped him as a child, you know, when the, the whole reason he became the purple hyacinth was because they thought he was someone else. Mm. And then that by that when they realized he he wasn't that person, like, well, it's too late. He knows too much. Well, like, you know, make him useful. But again, even at that point, it's like what what did he know aside from the fact that they're all evil terrorists and murderers? <laughs> it's like I know your crimes, and we're like, yeah, so does everybody else. <laughs> right, right. 
Well, I don't want to think too deeply about that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just think it's funny. Yeah. And now three says, and that stupid little detective from the 11th precinct, Lauren Sinclair, isn't it? Well, first of all, that is offensive. She is not a stupid little detective. Please. Second of all, don't get rid of her. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was really interesting. So first, it's been steadily building up for a while now with, you know, Lauren is potentially in danger. She's been working to take the Phantom's side. Kieran is scared for her. Dokken is scared for her. Literally everyone is scared for Lauren and the fact that she, like, sh surely by now she should be on the Phantom's side's radar since she's done so much. And this shows us that she is. And then, of course, a, a few panels later, we realize that there's a, I don't know, something else going it, on. <laughs> did we notice also that he called her detective in here? That is a very Oh, oh that, that is, is a good point. That, that, she has only been detective <sighs> for like 48 hours. Oh, that is a good point. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I, I hadn't pieced that together yet, but you're very correct. <laughs> so maybe he was just calling her detective as in she figures things things out and she's a detective so it could be just right. you know Sherlock Holmes kinding of it you know just making but like it, a difference but he could have yeah. said a little officer oh dear. yeah that is that is oh, really dear. interesting yeah does he mean detective sort of as like a sort of general phrase or the specific rank because there's it's it's clear that the, the APD has an issue with Mole and, and not Kieran, since there is, you know, with, with Blair and Mel, Bella killing him, was kind of, you know, how did they find out so fast, since it was kept so secret, and so... Yeah, Kieran's the worst spy ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if if three actually means detective as in her rank, that is that is really interesting, since that means so there's... Suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> now it's a question of does three know because three is in the APD or because someone who else might be in the APD, such as the leader, did he tell him? Right, exactly. Well, this, this constantly brings me back, and I've thought this from the beginning about Herman because I'm just like, Ooh. Herman's keeping her on the spotlight was so deliberate, which is why part of me is just like, Yes, he has ulterior motives, but we've all just assumed he hates her or that he has a problem with her. Could be a different motivation, as in he's trying. He's oh, interesting. Trying I've always kind of thought that there's more to Herman than meets the eye, mainly I because think. I would love for everybody to hate him, have to do a 180. That would be yes. hilarious. <laughs> did, we, we, did we mention the Snape theory in regard to Herman? Maybe we did. Oh, that's like the perfect we discussed Herman. Right, but I would say like the Snape thing where, you know, like he's picking antagonists into him all the time while protecting him or her. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting twist. And you know, the double double crosser, right? Double spy. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I could definitely see that. Yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah, I could that could be that would be a really interesting twist on the sleeves. I'm also I I don't hate Red uh, I'm sorry, I don't hate Herman such as some people like Redcliffe. Um but I don't like Herman. I mean, who who does like Herman? And so I, I don't, <laughs> okay, I don't dislike him. <laughs> I just find him annoying. Um, but it would be really interesting if, yeah, he it turns out his reasons for for hating on Lauren and being so hard on her is because he's actually trying to keep her safe. That would be a really interesting twist. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, we can also add maybe he was in love with Rachel and he couldn't get. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I I know oh, there's yeah. a. Popular, I mean, the slight crack theory, but I really like it. 
that uh, Herman and Tristan were exes. Uh, it's it, like there's there's no real canon evidence to support that, but I just really like it. The idea that yeah, Herman and Tristan were were like exes, uh, and yeah, Herman's just like a, a really bitter, jealous ex. Is there anything where he has a, a problem with Dakin? Is there? Can we can mm -hmm. we spot a jealous streak? <laughs> right, I don't know. Like I, one of my friends has like written some some fanfic and is sort of a big proponent of that theory, and so like, I love it. I don't know how much canon evidence there is to support it, but I don't really care because there isn't canon <laughs> evidence going against it either. So. <laughs> Oh, see, I guess, there we go. You're you got points for mentioning a very creative theory, even if it wasn't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not really relevant. They got off track. <laughs> oh, this is fun. And leader once again is click click clicking, right? You know, we always speculated the leader's protecting Lauren, so she's mentioned. Now we focus on mm -hmm. his his pen. And so the person continues. I'm sure nobody here forgot who Sandman and her were connected to. I never understood why you kept her alive after the first and second word, and then slam. Ooh, that got to the leader. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, boy. Oh, Dude, that was I... so... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Matthew. Go. I was just going to say, that was just the, the slamming was so interesting to me. The fact that, you know, since presumably the first and the second were Rachel and Alexander, just... Yeah, the, the fact that the leader got so angry at that sort of makes me wonder, like, since we know very little about, you know, what happened with that, and so, like, did he want to kill them off? Was it pressure from the people? Did Does he feel guilty about it? Like, they were clearly, at one point, his close friends, which is why they were apostles, and so it just, it makes me really interested, inter interested and curious as to what provokes that really angry reaction at the mere mention of their names. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I was noticing is, you know, you gotta, when, whenever you're writing dialogue, you, or you're writing anything really, there's, um, you have to keep the train of thought. You can't jump from, you can't talk about the red wagon and all of a sudden talk about, I don't know, dinner last night without like a tie in between, you know, the transition sentences. And whenever mm -hmm. there's not a transition sentence, sometimes it can be very telling. So people are talking about, they're talking about Lauren very specifically here. Like no one forgot. They talk about the first and second apostles. He slams the pen down. But instead of talking about Lauren, he says, mm -hmm. I will decide what is done of the purple hyacinth. And I was like, purple hyacinth? Weren't we just talking about Lauren? <laughs> right, why, right. Why are you suddenly bringing up the purple hyacinth? What does she have to do with the purple hyacinth? Yes. So it kind of yes. in that he knows more than we think he does I Aaron and Lauren just because of the way that's formatted. Definitely. I have yeah. suspected for a long time that the leader is aware. I mean, since it's it's not exactly a secret that Kieran dislikes the Phantom Psy. I mean, of course, he was brought into it against his will. He was, we've seen in flashbacks that he said, I'll work for you, but I'll never be one of you. Like, I don't think anyone would truly believe that he wholeheartedly supports the Phantom Scythe. Um, And so I have suspected for a long time that yeah, the leader knows a lot more than he's letting on and quite possibly even knows that Kieran and Lauren are alone. And it's just that he's sort of letting it happen because he's sort of, yeah, watching it all play out and sort of, yeah, seeing how it unfolds. I think didn't he even say something about at one point about how like, if you like give someone like free reign, they can sort of like yeah, reveal more sense. about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just like a total cool crack theory. 
Okay. Go, go, go. So first of all, no, Meg, no, no, I totally no. I totally agreed with you because as soon as I saw that, I was like, he has a connection in his head between the two of them. That makes no sense to anyone else. So, and plus what he says next, the detective must be kept alive. Both are instrumental to my plan. Before we delve into the detail. Okay. So my crack theory that just thought of a second. Mainly because I like I really like March, right? So say it's March. And I, I don't want to dislike March. What if March, okay? He has done all these terrible things. He feels so bad and guilty about killing Rachel and 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 Alexander. He feels bad about all he, that he's done, but he can't stop the train. It's just a wreck, and he can't step down because terrible things will happen. So what if he is secretly glad that Lauren and Kieran are working together to take down the Phantom Scythe, and he wants that to happen so that they can push the button and he can be like, oh, I didn't do it. Whoops, it's <laughs> out of my control. And he wants them to take down the Phantom Scythe. Ooh, that is interesting. Crack. That is definitely a crack theory. <laughs> I do kind of like it though. I mean, I feel like we've seen like in in flashbacks when we you know saw Kieran being brought in the Phantom Scythe. Um, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but there was something about how you know. And first of all, the fact that the leader uh, seemed sort of genuinely upset by what had been done to Kieran, and sort of genuinely horrified by the fact that Apostle Ten was was keeping these child slaves. Um, and since we know that the Phantom Scythe and the leader did start out with genuinely good intentions from the Snapdragon, and sort of, you know, the leader has then sort of like made connections with sort of disreputable people, it does sort of make me wonder, like, how, sure, the leader is the leader, but like, how in control is he? Like, have things pushed further than he really intended? Like, it, I, I could genuinely, maybe not quite as far as him actually wanting it to be taken down, but I do like that theory because I, I have wondered, like, is there maybe some of like a runaway train effect? Like he started this, but he never intended for things to get like this bad, but he doesn't know how to stop. I don't know. It's very interesting. It could it could be like a, a breaking bad situation where he maybe started out as good intentions, but then it like his ego and like everything else kind of got away from him. And then before he knows right. approaches crimes and is okay with it. But exactly. Place. Yeah, I mean, I think we know that started out good since of course the Snapdragon was the sort yeah. of the, the precursor kind of size, and that was a pacifist organization that was just, you know, fighting for justice. And then after the the massacre, that was kind of a, a snapping point. It was like, okay, yeah, that's like not only is this not working, they've now murdered and covered up this horrible crime. So like if they're gonna be this corrupt and evil, we'll you know meet them on the same level and then it just kind of spirals yeah. out of control <laughs> well they gotta wonder like at what point did it start spiraling because we know we know obviously the snapdragon murders were you know the the problem the key turning point but lauren's mm -hmm. parents were terrified of him like exactly he was their friend at one point but very quickly because that's even before the train station because they were terrified that he know we we know his face and they mm -hmm. were scared so i don't know maybe he was just kind of like a kind of person who all he needed was a little push over the edge it didn't take much i don't know yeah no absolutely i mean honestly i feel like the obviously the, the snapdragon massacre would be massively traumatizing to anyone who you know survived that i mean mix of like survivor's guilt and also of course you know your friends being murdered and so just you know the knowledge that it's all being covered up and so i well, think yeah think of the reverse too obviously lauren's parents were part of the snapdragon but they survived what if at one point they were like trying to almost not, they're maybe trying to play devil's advocate to keep the peace. Like, well, yes, they did that. 
and just the idea of them maybe defending the monarchy and mm-hmm. every level like pushed him over the mm-hmm. edge and he decided okay now you have to die because you're on yes side. even though they were just trying to keep the peace i kind of that, that yeah was, i created that that's a head no game, so. yeah no i can see that although i think it's also interesting there was i think again in episode 148 somewhere around there i don't know the specifics uh one yeah Maybe 147, when March and Lauren are sort of having a conversation in Herman's office before Herman comes in, and March is sort of talking about how, like, you know, since he's known Alexander and Tristan for years, um, and how, like, I think he mentioned, I think March says something about how, like, Alexander was always sort of critical of the monarchy, and how Alexander's father, like, never really liked that and supported that. So I feel like it's, it's interesting since even, yeah, clearly at some point, Rachel and Alexander were became scared of their friend the leader and he had them killed because they were out of control but i i wonder like yeah what what triggered that since they didn't seem like they were big fans of the monarchy you could draw that parallel to lauren at the beginning of this Mm. thing how far did it take her to push over that before she's working with the city's worst assassin exactly Remember what the fortune tellers say. He is more similar than you think. Oh, to you. Ooh, yes. parallel. That's all I'm saying. There's, there's so um, many parallels in Purple There's going to be something with that. There's always the parallel. I hope so. If not, I will be kind of sad. <laughs> Same. But I, I don't know. I, 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 I have faith that there will be. So I feel like but, it, it seems like it's setting up for that. <laughs> But getting back to the panel, like when he says, I will decide what is done of the Purple Hyacinth, the detective must be kept alive. Both are instrumental to my plan. You can take that a couple different ways. But what if we took it a step further? Because if for, let's just go go off the assumption that the leader knows there's a connection between Lauren and Kieran, which the dialogue implies that. And then he says, most both must be kept alive. Both are instrumental to my plan. So if we take the idea that he knows more than we would ever expect him to think, what is the one thing that very few people know about Lauren? That she is a human lie detector, and that can be very useful. I mean, would it be too far to say that maybe he even knows that much? I have, no, I I have definitely expected that as well. I mean, I feel like since it doesn't, you know, Lauren's lie detection ability isn't really a secret. I mean, especially, you know, as a kid, like, it was her parents knew, Dylan knew, she, you know, talked about how it was, like, you know, like, a, a burden at times, and so since the leader had to have been close to Lauren's parents since they became apostles, I think it's very plausible that the leader knew Lauren as a child mm-hmm. and is aware of, of this ability that she has. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the end of the day, his big plan is to once that he makes everything burn down, he's going to take Lauren and in- interrogate all the people, and then he's going to deal with <laughs> based on how she she reads them right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes okay so them being um instrumental to the plan okay what are other ideas we have for like his plan for them aside for i mean (laughs) right i mean i i have wondered sort of it, it seems like you know lauren and kieran so far their loon missions have been targeting redcliffe not necessarily like you know whether they want to take down the phantom scythe in general but so far all the things they've done you know up to the factory arc have all been under redcliffe's jurisdiction and so i just kind of wondered of course if if the leader wants to get rid of redcliffe he can do it much easier than just waiting for someone else to get rid of him for him but one of the reasons why i've wondered if the leader is aware of the fact that karen and lauren are alone is for letting it happen is because they're targeting redcliffe and so 
you know, having them target Redcliffe kind of takes the, the heat off of him for a bit. And so it's kind of just like, yeah, I'll, I'll let it happen. They're kind of doing me a favor by accidentally helping me out. I'll see how it goes. And that kind of fits into his plan. Although I, I do think there's also more to his plan than that, but I wonder if that's part of it. Something that, that I thought of, which is again, because I suspect the leader's March and I have positive impressions of March, is that maybe he just wants them to be alive because he cares for them, which is naive. I, I don't know. No, but I, I have one of that as well. I mean, I... I think, I don't think, Mar personally, I don't think March is the leader, just because I feel like the time commitment of how active March is in the APD plus the leader, I'm like, how would he have time for all of this? But I do think March is involved in the genocide somehow, maybe an apostle, I don't know. But regardless, I have suspected for a while that if, if the leader knows who Lauren is, which is very possible since he knew her parents, yeah, maybe he genuinely does care about her, you know, even even though he's done a lot of horrible things, doesn't mean he's necessarily a horrible person in literally every single regard. And so I think it's it's very possible that despite all of the horrible things he's done, he does genuinely care about Lauren because she's the daughter of people who used to be his very close friends. Mm. I, I was thinking, though, because we're like, well, how would he know, how would the leader know of a connection between Lauren and Karen? And it just reminded me of that New Year's party at the bar where Kim trips over March trying to get to Ter Kieran to stop him from getting flirted with with these ladies. She makes a very public <laughs> declaration that she's like saving him. And it's kind of obvious that she's just like, oh, sorry, Lauren, I stole your boyfriend accidentally. March is sitting right there. Like, it's not a hidden mm. thing that they have a thing mm. going on. And I'm sure it's talked about in the precinct. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but it would be hilarious if the leader makes this big deduction because Kim was a drunk idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be really funny. <laughs> that is very funny. Uh, that would be. But Meg, I saw your face light up with uh, when you talk about the time thing. I mm. had something to say about that also, but we'll say when we get there because I had like questions about possibilities of being mm. place in the same time or whatever. We'll see. All right. Wait, what? I, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> So now, um, oh my God. Mr. Freaky Eyes says, <laughs> has some interesting news to share with us. Yeah, <laughs> Batman over here is what we got. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good, very spooky. And he says, speak now. And then we focus on the seventh. And he says, last night, I was summoned to the castle by none other than the king and queen. By the way, I enjoyed his thing so much because it's like, you don't even know the who he's lying to what is well we could tell some of the stuff that he's lying about some of the stuff he's saying true things about but it's like that man is such a master manipulator i don't know what he really is about. i don't know what we spoke with the king and queen about i don't know if it's his plan with the queen if it's his own plan it's like if it's the leader's plan it's wow what a web of lies we weave <laughs> i need lauren right now he didn't know when it turns red that would have been very convenient although Sidebar, when it says speak now, my my crackhead brain when I was reading this, I immediately envisioned uh, Apostle 7 breaking out into Twi Taylor Swift. So <laughs> like, speak now. I'm like, oh, Taylor Swift. All right. <laughs> oh God, I, for, as far as proctors go, I love that. Just, yeah, why why not have Redcliffe be a secret safety? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your crack theory of the day. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a big Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> no, it's just my brain.
brain is it's too late for this i have been up for too many hours and oh, i will not no. sleep tonight so my brain is all over this place that is valid <laughs> okay so so yes let's just hear his very fascinating speech the conversation we had was most enlightening <laughs> everyone's looking you're all <laughs> um four is frowning for his frown. Oh, it looks like he's frowning again. It's the mask. But if he's Stefan, yes, he should be. Frowning. I love. The, I love this view <laughs> because it tells you. I love this view because it tells you that like they've all heard him go into these speeches before, and they're like, "Here he goes. Here, <laughs> here he goes. We've seen this before, yeah. and they're so done with him. They're so <laughs> done." Yep. Yes. <laughs> and the leader is just paying attention. You know, not his his hand. His cards are close to his chest, and he says, "The royals are scared." And not blind to the anger rising in their city, you know, his dramatic hand waves to influence uh, to the influence the Phantom Scythe has had at Arnold Hollis. Monarchs are only as powerful as their people make them, and they know the end is coming, lest they win back their favor. They feel cornered. They've been planning to organize a public parlay to negotiate with us, and they have asked me to host it during my annual bowl. Okay. Well, you know, okay, so far so good. I mean, this is true. It's not the whole truth, but it is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was true. At, it was true at some point. Whether that is the plan now, that's what the king and queen think the plan is now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I I feel like the, I don't know, the, the queen is, is suspicious to me. I feel like she has her own agenda somehow. I mean, of course, we saw both her and the king you know, torturing Redcliffe for information. And so, yeah, I think it's an issue of like, yeah, who who was playing who? Like the the queen thinks that she's, you know, manipulating Redcliffe since he said like, oh, you know, I don't, of course, I, I don't want to live. You know, I'll like gladly betray them for you. I don't care about them. I can help you. And does, since, does Redcliffe genuinely like believe that? Like, like is, is he genuinely going to help them betray the Phantom Side because he's, I mean, he's tried to plan a coup before, or is he thinking that he's gonna, you know, reverse it back on the King and Queen? It's, it's, there's there's so many layers to this. So it's, yeah, who, who's who's playing who? <laughs> or is he just gonna get out of it for himself, you know, screw both the King and Queen? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's, yes. I think ultimately he's a very selfish man. I think when he said that he just, you know, wants to live, he cares about himself. I think he's being very honest there. He doesn't really care about anything except he he wants to to live. He wants to like have his his mansion and his rich parties, and that's basically what he, all he cares about. <laughs> I think he cares a lot about image, but whatever, it's relevant right now. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, was he part of the request that that to like, oh, who do we need to kill next? He's like Naira. Was that was that Redcliffe who maybe hinted to the leader that Naira needed to go, or was that entirely the leader? I've always kind of wondered that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of assumed, yeah, I mean, obviously, I I know, you know, Radcliffe tells Bella, like, oh, you know, the order came from the leader, Um, but I've sort of, since Radcliffe caught Bella spying in his manner, um, I have sort of always kind of assumed that, yeah, he passed the information along to the leader to be like, oh, hey, by the way, like, this person is, you know, working as a spy which to me seems like a really dumb move like you see in in 149 the way bella very nearly kills him it's like literally the only thing keeping bella in line is Nera and the fact that like you know Nera is safe like if, if you actually kill Nera, like there's literally nothing stopping bella from just like killing everyone and like taking it all down so i'm kind of like like redcliffe 
that was a really dumb move. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know, it makes me wonder as far as, like, how good is Red Cliff at pulling the strings? And has he ever mm. actually pulled the leader? That's that mm. is a, a good question. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm curious, like, what did he tell? Obviously, he talked to the leader beforehand. But what did he tell the leader? How much did he lie to him? Did the leader mm. and, and Red Cliff come up with their own plan to fool the rest of the apostles? It's like, just, it could go anyway. Definitely. And fine. And there, everyone's reaction, we have three is laughing his head off. Five <laughs> Whoever's next to him are looking around, and five says nonsense. And four and then seven. No, I'm sorry, twelve. Yeah, and I think that's twelve. Twelve says I haven't. We haven't heard from twelve in a while. It's like, why you? Are you sure they didn't finally figure out your main occupation isn't as innocent as you make it seem? He says, of course not. I wouldn't be standing here today if they knew I was an apostle, would I? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. I've told you before. My public image is exactly what they need, which is probably still true, by the way. That is true. They said that to him. Mm -hmm. What better than a charity event that all respectable noble families and high classes will attend, thus showing they are supporting the idea of a parlay, which that was the original plan. And mm -hmm. three is like, sounds pretty stupid to me. You want to gain the sympathy of the poor by hosting an event where only the rich are invited, which, by the way, I won't say, but it reminds me of certain <coughs> Met Galas. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> so... And as tone deaf as they've always been. <laughs> the message they wish to send is that the royals and nobles are willing to stop the bloodshed and contribute financially to the betterment of our Hollis, which this is what Dokken wanted, right? Like this, this mm -hmm. was, you know, going to take place. So the money collected during the ball would be used for the construction of the hospital, which was actually, I thought that was Redcliffe's plan before the royals plan, but whatever. Like I thought they were. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, my my take on this was that he is sort of like the you know the the, the plan he described the apostles is sort of I mean who knows how much he's telling the truth but it's at least sort of a mix of like his his plan and the royals plan and so you know some of his original plans like to have it go to constructing a hospital is still in place just also there's the added factor now of which he is of course not telling them that the royals know who he is and are going to try and use it to, to trap the phantom scythe. <laughs> So I don't know because we don't know what the royal plan is now. Like we kidnapped, exactly. him, they kidnapped him and they tortured him and then they were like, oh, we can't trust you. And then he was like, no, no, you can trust me. And then they came up with a plan. Whether or not this is actually the plan and he's following it, I don't know. Whether he's making up something, I don't know. Like, but we don't even know what they talked about. <laughs> it's like, you have you ever seen yeah. that meme? I mean, since, since of course he's lying. Where was he lying? <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. Oh no, I was just I was thinking this entire situation is like that meme where everybody's like sitting in the pew and the person's got a uh, gun to the pew. yes. <laughs> everybody's just got gun all the way back, and then there's person up there and you got names. We need to make that as soon as we know the identities of everybody because oh, this is absolutely the situation. It definitely definitely is. Wow, I, I don't know the meme, but maybe send it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send it to you later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, confusing, confusing. And he says, just like I had initially promised, or for so much more, or so they intend to say, hosting the parlay at the castle or in a public space is too risky. My manner would enable to, them to enforce proper security and surveillance. The event will be broadcasted live on the radio. The royals want to turn my private reception into a public peace offering, essentially. 
And four says, and you possibly you can't possibly think we're going to believe that. Once again, four, if he's Stefan, right, he would be like, What? But he should know. <laughs> he was there when right. <laughs> but maybe he's yeah. just I don't know. Yeah. There's there's so many layers of I mean, of course, yeah, we know Redcliffe is he I feel like he can't be telling the entire truth. Of course, he's lying about the fact that they don't know he's an apostle. And so I feel like this plan. Maybe it's partly the truth, but I feel like it can't be the entire truth since there is the, the rather important factor of the monarchs very much do know he's an apostle and that, that must affect their plans. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Seven's like, don't worry, Fourth. I do not believe it either. I am convinced they want to set a trap for us. Okay, okay, it's possible, which is why I've accepted their offer. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And you came here so we could graciously kill you ourselves. Thank you for sparing us the trouble of searching you. <laughs> oh, yes. Absurd. I do. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if three will we'll see three's identity so we could just enjoy, do a little clap before, you know, we chop a set off or something. Yes. <laughs> and the leader says, enough. Let him speak. And he continues, I've accepted the royal's offer because. I am still a charitable and loyal servant in their eyes. They've made me their ally, and I will be at the center of the plans they make to trap us. Thanks to me, we'll continue to be two steps ahead of them at all times, which currently makes me more useful to the fandom site than all of you are. <laughs> really feels like such a little, like a petty little, like, hey, hey. Like, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. This man is so petty. Yeah, petty is such a, in the right word. He's such a baby. Oh, my God. He really is. <laughs> and five said we don't need you seven you've already got plenty of spies in the nsa starting with this <laughs> we know exactly did we get that um i don't think so yeah i don't know what's the thing once the director of the nsa but it, like like one of the main characters <laughs> this is where yeah our... i mean I was trying to think because I, I know Stefan is the like spy is, is like sort of a spy master, but I don't is he the director? I don't think so. But I was trying to face I was trying to piece together as well. And I was like, I, I feel like we have 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 we have we heard who the director is? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we would I think collectively between the three of us we would remember if, if some if that had been mentioned. Yeah. No, there's guarantee I, I was reading that and i was like nsa what's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the they use the nsa to clear the devil's dead i remember that and they use the nsa to um to kill the snatcher i guess so i think those are the two contexts in which we've seen them but yeah i i guess the, the someone from the nsa is a spy director organizer i don't know what someone yeah and of course someone cut them off he's like I said enough fifth. Of course we can't I hear think it. it's also interesting how, you know, the leader cuts him off. Like obviously they have to cut it off because Soph and F don't want to reveal that yet. But also, you know, in in universe, why is the leader cutting the fifth apostle off? It, it makes me feel like I I think it would be I, I feel like there's there's a reason for it. It makes me wonder, like, yeah, does the leader like know something? Maybe what all the fifth knows, which like other hustles don't know. Like yeah. it just it feels very suspicious to me that the leader cuts the fifth off before he can say, starting with its whoever that is. It's it, because in the universe, 
there wouldn't be a reason why the leader would be cutting it off there unless it is somehow a secret in universe as well. Right. I feel like there would be a rule at these meetings, like, mm -hmm. hey, you like don't talk about who we have as spies, you know, don't like let's mm -hmm. not talk about identities, like that's not a great idea. Like you think they're right. <laughs> Maybe Yeah, I mean of course they yeah, they, they all wear the masks, so clearly they're they're big on keeping their identity secret. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe Fifth is just being a blabbermouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I said enough. What are the royals planning to do specifically? And Seven says, he stood up, by the way, at this point. He's so theatrical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does run a circus. So what do you expect? <laughs> Very good point. That they will announce that they will agree with some of the claims we make, promise to invest money into health, accessibility to education, create jobs. And he's still clicking away. Amnesty will be promised to us if we agree to stop all offenses, surrender, and turn ourselves in. Our common goal. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, whatever, that was, the, I, 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 it doesn't matter. At least Dawkins would love to see this happen, right? And, yeah. And the fifth is like, bullshit. And let me, and then um, 12 says, and let me guess, it's our money that's going to fund these miraculous changes. Seven says, of course, they have no intention to let us walk free. They'll do everything they can to sway the public's opinion in such a way that if we do not work together, we'll lose their people's support. The end result is the balm where they intend to trap us and eliminate us. And Worth says, that was predictable. What do you have in mind, Seventh? He says, the royals can try to please the people all they want, but they will not be able to hide their true nature and intentions. They want to ambush us, repeat the Snapdragon story once more. Great, we'll let them. But this time, and then we see Redcliffe, it looks like he aged a million years overnight. Yes. <laughs> also, his hair looks white. Yeah, I think. Blonde, but. Yeah, it, well, it's very pale blonde. I think it's also, of course, you know, it has not been very much time at all since Redcliffe had the crap beat out of him by Bella. So he's he's not doing too great right now. <laughs> and he was. So, yeah, or they're yeah, We are going to try. Yeah, that's true. Against themselves. And leaders just tick, 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 tick. And <laughs> members are really big yes. versus like beaten to a pulp and then going to work the next day. It seems oh, to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Kieran with the, yeah, factory art, oh, yeah. you know, Redcliffe now. Just they're just, they're... let's go to work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I got beaten within, within an inch of my life. Oh, no big deal. Oh, look at the clock. Time for my next shift. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, the, I'm totally gonna look out for anyone clicking a pen from now on because it's yes. like, clearly a nervous tick or whatever. I don't know, something tick. No, I I do feel like what you said earlier about how I feel like it's it's an Easter egg, but I feel like more mm -hmm. likely something is going to be come up in the future rather than we've already seen. I mean, who knows? But but yeah, my my guess is we'll see something in the future. Hmm. All right. So this uh, meeting, we the scene is finished. Do we have any speculation on what the heck Redcliffe is saying that's true, that's not true, what they're going to do? Are they going to try to work with this? Not da, da, da. Right. <laughs> I feel like for, it's, it's hard to tell with Redcliffe because I think it's, I, I think ultimately his sense of self-preservation is stronger than anything. And so I think he, I, th I think he would gladly betray anyone if he thought it would be the best move for him. And then the question for me is, what does he think is the best move for himself? Like, is he, when he says they're going to turn the Royals' plan on them, is he telling the truth and he is siding with the Phantom Scythe to stop the Royals? Or 
is he lying about that because he genuinely thinks siding with the Royals and probably double crossing them later will, you know, be the best way for him. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. All I all I feel confident about is that Redcliffe is not genuinely loyal to either party. He's only loyal to himself. And he's just he's just gonna follow follow the self-preservation. <laughs> I don't know how confident he can be about, you know, that ability for that self-preservation because he's on the he's in the doghouse on both parties. Like <laughs> oh. he's he's no nobody's friend. Like I don't know how he expects to come out of this alive. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly Again, with, you know, the the whole way Redcliffe, you know, threatened Neyra and then also it seems like probably gave some information to the leader, which led to the kill order. I don't think Redcliffe is very smart. Like, mm-hmm. I think he has a strong sense of self-preservation in the sense that I think that's all he cares about. But I don't think he has a strong sense of self-preservation in the sense of actually doing the right things to survive. Because he's making enemies out of literally everyone, like you said. Well... Arrogance can do a number on your IQ, so. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> yes, very much. Very well said. Tried to go with before fall. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we are in the undercity, it looks like, or whatever, underground. And pause. What? Just pause. I saw this, and two questions came to my mind when I was reading this. Number one, Okay, the leader knows about Red, you know, uh, uh, Redcliffe and his little, you know, his little how how all everything that he's been doing. So he has to know about Messenger Seven, right? And also, mm. have we ever seen any other messenger aside from Raphael? Have we? Is there any other messenger other side than Seven? Have we seen? Yes, I'm. Well, not, not like identity wise, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. We've seen Messenger Four since Messenger Four is the one Kieran reports to. So we've only seen Messenger Four, like you know, in the Messenger disguise. I don't think we have any clues as to who the real identity is. But like when Kieran gets his mission to kill Neyra, I'm pretty sure the messenger he's meeting there is the Messenger Four, not Raphael. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I get them confused. They look very similar. They <laughs> do, but I think since since <laughs> Raphael, like. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, they they look the same because the same outfits. But since uh, Kieran sort of you know reports to Apostle Four and is sort of you know mentioned that Apostle Four is right. his apostle, of course, all the apostles have their their messengers. So it's it's, yeah. Yeah, it's not always clear which messenger we're looking at. But when the specific things with Kieran, both getting mission to kill Nera, and then also way back in season two when he's sort of like, you know lured into the like cathedral where he gets the, the crap beaten yeah. out of him. I'm pretty sure that's messenger four both times because that's like you know his messenger. Yeah. But this one here is Raphael. How can the leader even know to trust him? I mean, they have a history, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, good question. <laughs> no for a while. I mean at this point it's I would trust him as far as I could throw him. He's in cahoots. Oh well well maybe what did he, is it is it necessarily true that the messenger was also it's interesting i don't know i mean he yeah so, eating some stuff yeah no it, it does bring up an interesting question of yeah why yeah why does uh the leader trust Raphael since Raphael has been working for redcliffe and they certainly don't trust redcliffe but <laughs> yeah there was a whole discussion between Raphael and, and Redcliffe about like, oh, how do we get the, how do we get control of the Purple Hyacinth? So they're still plotting. We know they're plotting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Of course, obviously the leader isn't aware of that particular conversation, but you would think that since he's aware, I mean, he's been aware of Redcliffe's attempted coup for a while now, 
you'd think mm -hmm. that bare minimums, at least since he's aware of that, he would be suspicious of Raphael, since Raphael is the seventh messenger, but it, there, we don't see any signs of that suspicion, which, which makes me curious. Good point. Yeah, it's, I, I was just, it was just weird to me. Mm -hmm. I suspect it's probably plot mm -hmm. mission. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the leader, we have uh, four and the messenger walking down a narrow alley. And leader says, 11.15 p.m., everyone needs to be in place soon. Messenger 7, make sure the Pantheon is ready before you get to your position. So, right, he involved the Pantheon. And messenger 7 says, my colleagues have been keeping an eye on our targets throughout the day. Two of them will be at the bay tonight, per the chief's personal request. The third, the third is being taken, and now the third, the leader says, third is being taken care of, now go. Which you wonder who is the third and is it Kira? I mean, I yeah, that's so basically. So I I I was puzzled over this for for a little while. I was thinking, you know, the fact that he Raphael is saying, you know, my colleagues are on the targets, and then the so I think the the two of them are the targets. Two of them will be at the bay per the chief's personal request. Mm -hmm. A few panels later, we see Tristan, who is the chief of police, with Kim, Will, and March. And so I'm thinking, are Kim and Will the targets? If they are. Why? What? What is the Phantom Scythe of Kim and Will all of a sudden? Um, and I do think that I was thinking that the third is Kieran. Um, so just judging by sort of the the next thing when um, there you know the leader says is the order ready to be delivered, um, and four says my men are looking for him. He'll crawl out of his hole soon enough. And we know from when Kieran uh, when Lauren went to go visit Kieran at the cave that Kieran said he was also trying to lay low. So I do think. My interpretation was that the third is Kieran, but I'm not totally sure why. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. Why they want him or what they want him for. Hmm. Well, if they know, if basically with this, if it's Kieran, it means that they know that he's in the cave because he was supposed to be only in the cave now. Which is yeah. Do they know about the cave? That's always bugged me. Do they know about the cave? I'm is not there... sure because. Yeah, since so they said he'll crawl out of his hole soon enough, and since mm. Kieran sort of seems to think of the cave as like a safe place, mm. like I guess I was kind of thinking maybe they don't know about the cave. Like they know about his apartment, because um, you know there's been times where he's mentioned like oh the apartment's probably being watched, but the cave has always seemed like a safe place, and mm. so yeah, it makes me think that maybe they don't know about the cave. But no, I'm not but sure. If if it's him, then they've been watching him all day, so. Yeah, but I think the fact they said you know, he'll crawl out of his hole soon enough, assuming that is talking about Kieran, oh, sort of they makes they me tried think... to find him. They couldn't find him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if they knew he was in the cave and wanted to you know deliver like an order to him, they could just mm -hmm. go straight there. And so I think the the fact they're saying he'll crawl out of his hole soon enough and are actively looking for him makes me think mm -hmm. that maybe they they don't know where he is because they're they're still looking for him versus they know where to find him. Okay, I hear. But the leader interrupts because it seems like he's protecting this person again. They're just being taken care of. Now go, right? He doesn't want anything to happen to this person. And Raphael dashes off. And then the leader asks, Four, is the order ready to be delivered? And Four says, yes, the men are looking for him. And I say he'll crawl out of his hole soon enough. So it sounds like basically, right, his plan is something to do with Four. And the order is ready to be delivered to Kieran, it sounds like. I mean, we're discussing, but... Yeah, I mean, well, I, yeah, I puzzled over this for a little while, so I wasn't totally sure. Okay, so this is, I, I skimmed the Discord, like, super, super fast, and I just saw a Bichirin theory, in which case, which I don't like it, but who, why I are they delivering the order, this, if 
they're delivering the order to Kieran, that's a big problem. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, is- I feel like at this, yeah, at this point, I don't think Bajiran really makes that much sense because I feel like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Kieran has actively worked against the Fendom side. You know, he's changed Nero's murder. The leader has talked about or how the purple, or not the leader, someone talked about how the purple heist and the decided to freestyle his missions. I think also just like story development wise, mm-hmm. if Bichir in theory, if Kieran had, you know, been given the orders from the start, it would completely ruin Lauren and Kieran's development. Like he would have had to, if, if Bichir in theory were true, I think it would have needed to have been revealed a lot earlier because by this point, if Kieran comes out, I was like, oh, hey, Lauren, by the way, you know, I was actually given the order to like form Loon with you from the start. Like that would be such a massive betrayal of trust. And I just don't see how that would actually work. <laughs> So wait, I'm trying to think who else this person could be. Do you think it could be Sandman? And he got him out of prison and maybe the arrest for Oh, interesting. Like planned and that was a double betrayal and and that's who has to maybe crawl so. out of a hole. So, somebody who has to crawl out of a hole and who's gonna get the delivery. Yeah. No, it's it is interesting. I mean, I feel like we're probably my I mean since since it is confusing, my guess is we're not really supposed to necessarily know right away like oh yes they're clearly talking about so and so and sort of more that it's intentionally ambiguous and that over the next several episodes we'll kind of see things play out because it's yeah i think like there isn't really enough to go on right now to know for sure what who who is this he is it karen if it is what order are they talking about is it sandman again if it is what order are they talking about who knows <laughs> well i think the order is it- is that it's Kieran, but I mean, I, that it seemed fairly obvious to me that it would be. I mean, they're they're waiting for him for like that. Obviously, they're on to him. So I mean, if the leader's got personal plans for him, and he doesn't want everybody to that was seated at the table to know about those plans, maybe he's in cahoots with, you know, so only some of the apostles to maybe do something with yeah. Kieran. So what's the order? Yeah, the order was not the the last final shipment of explosives then, because that wouldn't make sense for Kieran to get. Is the order? No, no, no. Yeah, like after not not anything to do with the explosive because he waited till that uh the third was gone. Right. So says the the order delivered. I mean, I'm looking for him. So it seems like that they're going to deliver the order to this person. And is is the order just the last shipment of explosives, or is it something else? Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it is interesting. No, I I do also think it's Kieran because I feel like it's, it it seems like the most obvious that it would be Kieran, but at the same time, it's yeah. What what are the orders? I mean, of course, obviously, the they still think even if the leader is suspicious that Kieran you know has his own agenda and this work can take on the phantom side, Kieran is still the purple hyacinth. I've even seen people speculate that the mission to to kill Nera, you know, Kieran's talked about for a while now. He's gonna get like a big mission. And was that to kill Nera, or was that just like a separate, like, you know, just a regular old assassination? This is big mission, something we haven't even seen yet. And could this be related to that? I don't know. Right. So I guess that's two ways of interpreting order. Order as in like the big order that you ordered, or like order as in this is your next mission. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, it's confusing, confusing phrasing. But I guess I interpret it as the the latter, I guess, but it's it's not clear. (laughs) I I needed, how hysterical would have been after... He'll crawl out of his hole soon enough. And then before we cut to the next scene, there's just one panel of Kieran and Nara sitting at the cave around the table. And there's just like a long pause. And Kieran's just like, so, Bella, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's that is 
yeah such I a still still an interesting point I hate to cut um, me off just like just because I don't want to like leave before it's over but before we get into the like the final part of the episode I do have to go um, I have to finish packing and then yeah. I'm going to try and get some very minimal sleep before I am in a car with <laughs> my four siblings so that's gonna be fun Good um, luck. <laughs> but it's been great discussing it with you guys and um I am uh, this this was a heavy episode and it was long it's so long yes still have more yeah. long and plot heavy there's there's Very. a lot a lot a lot going on in all in all aspects <laughs> yeah but Mindy it's always so much fun Mossy it was good to have you again like it's uh, yes it's great energy great vibes I enjoy it a lot oh so. yes no it was, it was really fun seeing you guys again as well Okay. Yes, all right you. i'll good see you guys yeah we'll see you yes good good luck with the trip <laughs> thank you all right so our final section final yes. final i don't remember anymore <laughs> <laughs> so we have um a bunch of officers they're walking along a cliff and you see it's a dock um and there's like some you know industrial buildings and mm -hmm. we have people and then someone, you know, with binoculars standing behind things. Team A is in position. And we have Tristan, no ship in sight for now, right? So, okay, well, well, we'll continue. Coast is clear. And he turns back to Will and Kim. And he says, thank you for coming tonight. I've gathered my most trusted officers for this operation. Do you feel ready? They say, yes, sir. <laughs> and we we guess pretty fast that they're there to intercept the ship, the shipment. But we'll see. Right. We'll see it confirmed in a second. Definitely. He says, you should both get back to your post, Team B. And Kim's like, I don't mean to be rude, but <laughs> he turns around. What the hell are you doing here, Detective March? He's like, <laughs> I just, I always, the, the article behind him is, of course, so beautiful. And I love the details of this, but I also, I love so much when Soph just draws little, like, like, yeah, like the meme panels where it's it's not detailed. It's just like so silly. And so this panel of March with that silly little grin on his face, it's just, I just laughed so much when I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, it was very funny, which is like hard to accept him as the leader because like he's so cute sometimes. But I know, I know, and it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I don't think he's the leader, but I do think he's involved with Panem somehow. I don't know if he's maybe like an apostle. Of course, there's still several apostles we don't know the identity of, or if he's, you know, it's, it's of course, you know, if, as we scroll forward a few panels, it seems like he's a double agent, but mm -hmm. then. Just getting ahead of myself as I'm wondering, is he or is he actually a triple agent? Who knows? How many layers are there? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let, let's keep going because it's it's difficult. And um yes. says March did an incredible job with the NSA. We wouldn't be here today without the information he collected. He's like, you know, saluting. And he's like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. He says, I'm one of the many NSA officers to have infiltrated the Phantom Scythe over the past few weeks. And we have in the background the king asking any news from the spy master. And Dawkins says he's doubled our ranks, Your Majesty. The new agents were personally selected by the Spymaster and myself with the help of Chief Seclair. Some of them are successfully undercover now within the Phantom Scythe. And we expect reports from them shortly. So now in the real, back in the present, March, you know, is saying that he's one of those people by order mm -hmm. of the right hand. My role was to feed them information while gathering clues for, on the last delivery for the APD. This is how, and Tristan says, this is how we learned that they changed the date and location at the last minute, which... Sounds good so far, because that's what they said. <laughs> yes. So far, so good. And mm -hmm. Will says, but how are they not suspicious of you? You're head of the investigation unit. Good questions. Yeah, no, and that, that's kind of what made me wonder, like, you know, March, you know, he, of course, he, a panel later, he, you know, explains why he's not suspicious of him. But it kind of made me wonder, like, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards Marsh being a triple agent rather than a double agent, just because I feel like it seems a little bit too easy. Because, of course, he's been suspicious for a long time. There's been the lies we've heard from him. A lot of things just not adding up. And so in some ways, him being a double agent explains all of that, but it also doesn't quite. And so I kind of thought, like, it would it would be a very convenient cover if he's like, oh, yeah, haha, double agent. Like, oh, yeah, here's some few vague excuses as to why they weren't suspicious of me. But, like, actually they're not suspicious because he's secretly a triple agent. I don't know. That's that's my, my theory. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know either. But, okay, I'll keep running. I'll see if any better thoughts formulate. But it's, like, it's confusing. Because that's precisely why I was useful to them. Turns out it isn't hard to believe that even police officers are fed up with the current situation. Coming up with the reasons to hate the APD or the Royals wasn't very difficult. I feel like that is probably true, no matter no matter what position he's in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, you know, of course, we know March lost his wife. And Lauren seems to think it was the Phantom Scythe. But all March said was that he lost his wife to, like, you know, the criminals that have plagued these streets for far too long, yeah. which is very interesting phrasing, because that is very <laughs> intentionally vague. And so maybe it's kind of size, but I, I, there's been a, a common theory going around, which I also kind of believe, that his wife could have been killed by the monarchs. You know, maybe she was part of Snapdragon. Um, and so, yeah, I think if, if March is triple Asian, uh, that would give him a, a very real reason to hate the royals. <laughs> yeah. Agree. And Tristan says his role is complete, but I trust you guys to keep it a secret. Which I was a little sus of like, why did you tell them? Like this is information they didn't have to know. I don't know if it's just for us for the plot, but or if it's for like I don't know, for some internal diabolical plot like corrupt Tim and Mer and Will. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, I wasn't sure either. I mean, I feel like of course I'm sure part of it was just tell the audience, but also with any sort of storytelling, even if the primary goal is to tell the audience, there has to be an in-universe reason as well. It's kind of just like lazy writing. It's like, okay, why are you saying this? And so, I'm yeah, I'm not sure why Tristan is telling it to come well. I guess maybe just to like get them on board so they're not suspicious, but it was a little bit odd. Yeah, it doesn't feel like information they need to know. It feels like too much to know and like sensitive mm -hmm. and like this would harm him. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's very, very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and, and also you see Kim and Will, they nod, then they look at each other like a little frown. So I feel like they're going to discuss it later, and this is going to be like a key point for them, whether it's yeah. the leader or some in, doing some investigative work on their own, because they mm -hmm. don't seem to be very content with this explanation. Yeah, they. I think they still have their suspicions, and honestly, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's it's not totally clear what's what's going on with March. <laughs> Yeah, and oh my gosh, and the next thing March says makes him sound so sus. He's like, where's Lauren? <sighs> oh my gosh, does he actually, okay, if he's the lead? Yes. Yeah, so March is like, where's Lauren? I thought she'd fight tooth and nail to be here. Oh my God, he's so fishy. He's like fishing for information. This is this is why I think March is a triple agent. I, feel, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I think the excuse of him being a double agent seems a little bit too convenient. It doesn't quite add up. And like I, I think Tristan genuinely believes that. Tristan's okay. um, a little but <laughs> I don't. I don't think Tristan is like a, a bad guy. I at least I hope not. I, I do genuinely think Tristan is like the chief of police. I don't think he's all that suspicious. But so I, I think he genuinely thinks March is double agent. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I think yeah, the March's explanation for why the Phantom Side isn't suspicious of him. 
Um, also his weird fishing for Lauren, like he knows Lauren is trying to lay low. He knows that she is not safe for her right now. Yeah. And so all of it just, it just, it's still so suspicious to me. Like he, there's, there's more to March than, than what they're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And yeah, Will, Will says what you said. He said, she's staying low as and recommended. And he says, I see. Indeed, she's watched by enough people as it is. <laughs> oh my God, if he's the leader, that is ironic. Oh, honestly, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is quite, quite interesting that like, <laughs> no, Kim, March. <laughs> oh dear. And Kim's like, yeah, I'll bet it's killing her not to know what's happening here. And that's and in red. I, I love oh that reveal. It's in red and Lauren's not there. It's because Lauren's listening in. Oh, uh, there we go. Thank you. Which is which is what I yeah, which is I think such an interesting way of having that reveal that Lauren's listening in, and also thereby revealing that Kim is aware of that because you know we know that you know lies people genuinely believe don't register for Lauren. So if Kim wasn't aware, it wouldn't show up as a lie. So I think the yeah, the fact that Kim knows Lauren's listening and also that reveal, I think it's just such a fun way of doing it because reading it, I was like, wait a second. Why is it in red? Lauren's not there. And then, it, you know, scroll apart. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> we have headphones in and we have Lauren sitting in a radio room. She is a snoop. She just has to be there for the action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sitting there radioed in. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. She She's not going to, you know, she, she, she's willing to lay low and, and you know, not get involved because she knows it's not safe. But there's there's no way she's gonna be completely uninvolved. She's she's Lauren. She's she's gonna find a way. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a little control freaky, but listen, I'm like that, so I get it. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just like let other people do their job. No, she's part of the action. No, I mean if if Lauren were the type to just let others do their job and not get involved, I don't think she would have become loon with Kieran. Like right. this <laughs> this whole story would not work if Lauren were the type to sort of just like let other people. <laughs> do things without involving herself and literally everything possible <laughs> correct <laughs> yep and now tristan looks at his watch we have you know will and kim and marsh behind him very nice setting i like it you know the cliffs on one side the, the ocean on the other very dramatic he's like all right everyone to your positions boom, boom. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> oh and that's... they say this is the beach episode you've always wanted i know i know so little like trolling comments always stick you laugh <laughs> yep well, well, well. All right. What do you think is going to happen next? Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess it's interesting. If if March is genuinely, so I think, you know, March is saying that he he knows, since he was double agent, he knows the shipment has been changed. Um, and so the APD is all ready to, you know, intercept and prevent it. So I think for me, <clears throat> the main issue is, okay, if March is actually a triple agent, which I am leaning towards, like, has he given them the correct information? Mm-hmm. Will the APD actually succeed? Or is March a triple agent? And if he is, has he get them, given them false information? Or is has he told them the right information is not sufficient, but has also told fit and size, they know what to expect? There's there's so many ways this could go. And so I guess since there are so many ways it could go, I'm not totally sure what to expect. <laughs> Right. Is it some kind of mission to endanger like Tristan, Kim, and Will to get them in, you know, out of the Yeah, and then also and if uh Raphael's comment about, you know, the targets, two of which were are are there, 
by like you know personal request of the chief if that is referring to kim and will which at the moment i'm not quite sure who else it could be referring to it's like okay why do they suddenly care about kim and will what are they what are they planning <laughs> they haven't really shown interest in kim and will before mm-hmm. and so yeah why why now if that if that is who they're referring to the targets yeah that, that's an interesting one too very good point um why i don't know why now I mean, maybe it's just because of the, you know, the order that that's being shipped. Mm. Yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of, yeah, I feel like, the, I feel like this episode, it, it gives us a lot of information, but also it's vague enough information that just raises a lot of questions. And so I think it's, I, I imagine some, it'll become clearer as episodes go on. We sort of, you know, see more. I think at the moment, I'm like, there's, there's so many things happening and I'm just like, what, what? <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think March so far is just, I think Link's right. It's kind of like falling into place bit by bit. It also makes me wonder, like, he switched really fast from, like, the detective, the detective outfit and the, this, you know, robe and, like, if it all took place on the same night, right? Like, mm. love switching back and forth and transporting yourself from one place to the other if, if March is yeah. But. Yeah, of course we we do know that of course there are, there are you know underground tunnel systems which can help with you know traveling and not being detected. Um, so if March is either the leader or an apostle, he I guess he could have you know left that meeting and quickly gotten there. But yeah, I, I think for for me that the main reason why I'm more thinking March is an apostle or someone else involved in the side versus the actual leader. Is just yeah timing. So I feel like there's he's he's always at the precinct because he is the head of the investigation unit. We see him at the precinct all the time. It's like okay, we don't see the leader very often, so maybe the leader is quite frequently just like you know not not around. But it does make you kind of wonder how would he balance this double life? Like there's it's one thing to have double life, and another thing to have your double life be like so intense and like full time job in both positions. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. There's, but he's he's a leader's full time job. I feel like, I feel like they're they always meet at night, you know, because they all have day jobs. We assume, yeah. So they probably just meet not during the day. No, that's true. And of course, you don't, yeah, don't want to meet too much to avoid suspicion. <laughs> so who knows? I'm I'm leaning towards March being an apostle versus the leader, but I do think he's involved yeah. somehow. I don't I don't think he's just what they say he is. I don't think he's just a double agent. And with that. There's there's too many loose ends still. He's something else is going on with him. <laughs> yeah, something. All right. Um. So, what's your favorite panel in this episode? Kieran's art corner. Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think honestly, my favorite panel <clears throat> mm-hmm. is uh the panel of Kim talking about Lauren the the lie I think because I think it's just such a really interesting way of revealing that Lauren is actually listening in on all of it and Mm -hmm. that Kim and probably also Will are aware of this um I think yeah I think that's just a really cool reveal uh so I think that's my third panel that's hilarious yeah um mine uh I don't know uh, I, I maybe have to choose the one with a pen because it's like it repeats so often and it's so yes uh, it just shows agitation and it's like full of mystery so maybe one Definitely. of the many panels with a pen 
you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the pen, I think, I, I would be, I am curious to like go through older episodes and see if we see something with a pen, but but yeah, no, I my guess is, yeah, what you said earlier, that rather than being an Easter egg for things we've already seen, it's going to be like a feature thing. And that, yeah. I think I think it is very much an Easter egg, but I feel like we're not going to see it until some later date when I was like, you know, suddenly you see a character collecting a pen, like, wait a second, what, pen, pen. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. It would be a fun, fun shocker. <laughs> it would be really okay. interesting, yeah. All right, well, it's, I think we've covered it. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. And I yeah, hope, always, always fun. Hope we get the good dissecting. And people like I've noticed actually a lot of really, really great YouTube comments. So thank you so much for leaving them. And definitely write your theories below because I have a feeling yes. we'll have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, such an interesting episode. I I, I also would love to hear people's thoughts and yeah, for like I don't I don't know what's going on. I have my my own big theories. I want to see what people think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Mossy. Appreciate it. It was great. Yeah, it's great. always fun. Have a great night. I'll see you. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs>Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy Toggles, Anne, Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther, Amwachiki People, Emily, Jean, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, Amapora, and Alicia. Thank you so much. Your support is truly appreciated.